We're here. We're here. Um, thank you Yay. for listening. If you are listening, this is our next episode <laughs> of our podcast. And we have some very special things happening today. Um, well, one of them is that we're not going to drink champagne. It, so it's, we're changing it up. It's totally different. Disaster. We're going to drink a different fizzy what drink, but we'll get to that. We'll get to that. Um, yep, because yep. the first thing we want to do is announce the play that we're going to put on soon. Katie, do you want to announce it? So this show is called Rope Burn. Woo! Dun, dun, dun. <laughs> it's uh, some of you who are avid listeners of the podcast and who know us may know the work also as Little Bitch, but we've changed the title because the work has changed a little bit as well. Well, quite a bit, really, from when we first put this together, Laura, seven years ago. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, and we've continued to develop it, in fact, been a little bit obsessive with the entire thing. Uh, and so we would not rest until we could finally stage this work. And we've had some residencies, which we've talked about over the last couple of years in our podcast and have been able to... Uh, develop it to a point where we have developed an awesome relationship with Gasworks Arts Park in Port Melbourne. Which is where it's going to be on. Yeah, they have, uh, they invited us to to stage the work there and to co-produce it with us, which is awesome. So we've had great support from Gasworks Arts Park uh, and from City of Port Phillip as well. Quick little shout out. Uh, And it's going to be part of the Melbourne Fringe this year, 2021, which is super exciting. So by the time this podcast is launched, the Fringe has launched and we are live and it's all official and it's very, very exciting. It is very exciting. And the other very exciting thing that is happening is that we have some special guests with us today. We have the cast of Ropeburn. So I guess I'll, I'll get you all to say hello. So hello, Connor. Hello, how are we? Hello, Kev. G'day. <laughs> hello, hello, Paolo. Ciao, everyone. And hello, Joey. <laughs> Bonjour. Oh. <laughs> Joey's coming in from I Paris. Can you tell that they're actors? <laughs> <laughs> no, we're very excited for them to be here today because we've been... In and out of rehearsals over the last few months, months now, weeks, months, feels like months. Yeah, well, we ha- this, for, in terms of the staging, we have been, but we've been working with all of these actors really since, was it this year? No, last year, the beginning of last year, before, 2020. before the pandemic. Mm-hmm. Yeah, those hazy days. But so Connor and Joey and Paolo have been working with us since the beginning of 2020. And then Kev came on board at the beginning of this year, which is super exciting. Yeah. Thank you. Um, So before we get moving, do you think we should um, open our fizz? Absolutely. Hello. Sounds divine. (laughs) Okay. Oh, there's so Kevin's Kevin's got his head in his hand. I've got a little um, I've got a little dilemma here. Oh no. So yeah, you know, I just finished grilled, so I didn't have time. But don't worry, (laughs) it's alright. Oh, coconut so juice. So what do you have? Coconut oh, you got juice. coconut water. Yeah. All right, you know, that's, that'll do, that'll do. <laughs> I'm healthy, you know, I want to live a long I, life. All, all right, open your fears, guys, and then we'll hear what you've got. Oh, that sounds... Oh, the not sounds the same so as a champagne cork. No. Still ref- sounds refreshing, okay. though. Love that. So um, I have got a can of something called Alfred Street, 
And this is from the Westside Ale Works, which is a local brewery in my area and very local to Gasworks Arts Park. So it's in Port Melbourne. And these guys, uh, I haven't drunk a huge amount of their beer, but my husband does. And But this is like all of our lockdown last year. This is on the edge of our 5Ks and we would ride our bikes on Friday afternoon to the edge of our 5Ks, which felt like the edge of the world. And there sat this brewery and we'd get our little beers and then we'd ride back down to the beach in the middle of winter and get in the water and have our freezing cold swim and our freezing cold beer. <laughs> and wow. all was right with the world for 30 minutes. <laughs> yeah. And, um, yeah, it, so this has got a, a special place in my heart, but I haven't had this one, so I'm going to have a sip now. Ooh, tastes like summer. Wow. That's, that's I mean, there's the, a review. The best thing I can do. <laughs> I just we want that want sound that. clip. Ooh, it tastes like summer. Can we mix that into oh like God. the soundtrack for the show? Yeah, sure. All right, so that's me. Connor, what have you got? I have a grapefruit, grape, grapefruit IPA from Ocean Ooh. Beach, Ocean Reach, rather, brewing. Um... <laughs> Where is that? Uh, based in Phillip Island. Uh, oh, it says, lovely. Brewed in Cows, Phillip Island. And it says on the top, tasty beer in here. Um, <laughs> Do you agree? Do you agree with I, its claim? I can vouch. It's nice. Yeah, I'm not much of a beer drinker, but I'm enjoying this. Yeah. Yummo. Lovely. Great. <laughs> Thanks, cows. Thank you. Paolo, yeah, yeah. <laughs> what, are you, what are you drinking? So we were supposed to have some artisanal beer. And I have a legendary Uluda Gazos, nineteen thirty from Turkey. Oh my goodness! <laughs> is it? A, is that a beer? No, it, it looks like Fanta. It's like um, it is. <laughs> it is, and there is a, a juice content four percent. <laughs> so you come from Turkey. It's a Fanta, a Turkey Fanta. So, it's quite nice, actually. It's, it's a bit sweeter than the normal Fanta. Delicious. <laughs> yeah, if they sell it here, it means that it can't be that bad. Yes. Oh, I don't know. <laughs> Um, Joey, what are you drinking? I'm drinking Molly Rose Brewing Co. Skylight IPA. This classic IPA, uh, this classic West Coast IPA, shines with bright citrus and stone fruit hop aromas and finishes with a dry, clean bitterness. Um, yeah. Um, but yeah, they're a nice little brewery down in Collingwood and they do toasties as well, which is Ooh. what I really care about is yeah. sandwiches. <laughs> The sandwich culture of Melbourne, it's booming. I want to do like a sandwich review Instagram where I just go to every sandwich place in Melbourne and just review sandwiches and see how many free sandwiches <laughs> I can get by doing that Instagram. Yeah, true. <laughs> do it. TM, I would TM, totally follow TM. that. There's a new place just, that just opened down the road from us that has like amazing sandwiches, but i got to say they, have, they put too much sauce in. They're too sloppy. I like a dry no. sandwich. Same, I think, yeah. Yeah, I don't like it when I'm like have to like hold it over like the road so it doesn't like drip all over me. Yeah, yeah. yeah. You want like a classic like New York deli sandwich where it's dry but there's a dipping sauce on the side that you can yes. dunk it into for that optimum. Is, that's exactly what I want. Exactly, and also yeah, you can yeah. like control the amount of sauce with each mouthful. That's exactly what I want. Nikos yeah. sometimes don't do that. Nico's on, um, they're just off Smith Street. No, I mean, in your 5Ks. That's out of my 5K, so it doesn't exist to me, but that's fine. You can't. <laughs> <laughs> Laura, what are you Laura drinking? As well. um, I live in Footscray, and so I have to have Hop Nation because that's what, what like, they, they get brewed. I have to. They're brewed in Footscray, they're amazing. I love Hop Nation. 
Um, I actually bought a few beers today, but I'm just going to obviously just drink one during the podcast. I'm not going to go crazy. But this one's called Melbourne Fog. Um, and it's a hazy Ooh. pale. It's, I really like it. It says here that it's got a zesty floral aroma. I actually can't smell, so I wouldn't know. But it, I can detect the zest <laughs> yes. in beer. They also talk about mouthfeel, which is like mm, yeah. the, the bubbles. And it's got a very good mouthfeel. It's like very kind of foamy and light. And yeah, 10 out of 10. Really, really enjoy this Melbourne fog. So I probably have it again. It's nice. it, it, it tastes like summer as well, Katie. So I feel like we're Yeah, having... it does. Yeah. Kev, what are you drinking? Uh, yeah, right. So, you know, the health, healthiest beer in Melbourne, actually in the Southern <laughs> Hemisphere. Um, I live in St Kilda, you know, it's uh, a lot of palm trees, you know. It's a bit like Hawaii, <laughs> so uh, why not drink some cocoboa, coconut water, you know. Um, natural hydration, five key electrolytes, zero fat, uh, no concentrates and no oh preservatives. God. Look at that. Look How at many you. standard oh. drinks is that, Kev? Well oh my God. That's <laughs> really nice. Um, Paolo's point has been proven. Healthy. Literally, no, yeah. yeah. Like, but I, but I did read yeah, that, like, see? you know, someone died from drinking more than like one liter. So, like, I've capped it at one liter. What? Yeah. What do you mean? What? Someone, yeah, it's just like it's, it's just too, too much, hey, too much potassium. I think you know, maybe it's just they OD on potassium. Too much. Were they shelving bananas while they were drinking it? What the? Maybe, maybe. But like, look, you know what? I mean, if I die by the hands of coconut, I don't think I'd be too, you know. I wouldn't be angry, you know, like, yeah. <laughs> Happy death. Happy death. Yeah, you know, I'll just shut up now. Okay, enough about the fizziness. Why did we choose, Laura, to go for beer today and not sparkling wine or champagne like we normally do? Because we want beer drinkers to come to our play. Yes, we do, beer drinkers out there. We come are, to our show. We are profiling you. And, <laughs> and coconut drinkers as well. Yeah, coconut yeah, drinkers. It's a show about beer. It's a beer yeah. review show. Yeah. All we do is talk about beer yeah. for three hours. Yes. Come along. <laughs> learn. Uh, no, we, um, we, we, because this is a show about masculinity and femininity and how rigid, though, how rigid gender constructs can be, and it has a cast of men in it, and we want men to come and see, see this show because we want them to see themselves on stage. And I guess the next link in that thought progression is men drink beer. <laughs> so if we drink beer, <laughs> men, <laughs> men exactly. And we'll like, we'll talk about beer and then men will think that that's interesting. And then like, we'll just like sneak in also talking about that play. And they'll be like, oh, maybe we should come see this play. And yeah, that's, that's pretty much why we're drinking beer. Also, I, I, I do personally love beer. I'm a big beer drinker. I really enjoy it. I like it in summer. I'm not big on it when it's cold. Although I love it when I've been doing a lot of like physical work. So whenever we move house or whenever we drive back, like do a big trip driving, I always need a beer afterwards. Mm. All right, let's let's move forward. So shall we have a chat to each of our actors independently, individually, and just hear from them who they are, what their background is uh, in terms of their acting background and what they maybe like it, the show's a bit difficult in terms of character like you don't play maybe I'll let you describe this <laughs> I'll leave it to you guys <laughs> um maybe Joey can we start with you so can you just tell us who you are and maybe just a little bit about your background 
Yeah, sure. Uh, so I'm Joey Lai, he, him. I'm a Chinese-Australian performer based in Melbourne. I am very passionate about movement. Movement in performance is the thing I care about most. I've written a paper on movement and playfulness and devising. Um, I also do a lot of stage combat stuff. And uh, I also, I'm also a trainer. When I'm not acting, I'm a personal trainer at a gym. And uh, I mean, there are a thousand other things I love and am interested in, such as sandwiches. But I think <laughs> with regards to the show, this is kind of the, the more pressing stuff. And, and like if, if someone was to come up to you uh, at a party that, mm. uh, you know, and just say, what are you working on at the moment? And they asked about the, the role you're playing in this show. How might you describe your role? The alpha. Um, yeah. 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 I normally say that with a lot of irony, but in this case. Yeah. Um, very much the case. Uh, yeah. So I kind of play a kind of alpha male within the piece who then through suspended disbelief transforms and embodies a woman as well and the kind of archetypes of womanhood um there's a beautiful gender fluidity within this piece that i get to play with um which is really nice uh, especially because normally my kind of typecast is just weird person covered in goo paulo's um, <laughs> uh, <laughs> nodding it's a very true statement. Yeah. yeah. I still have seen it, but yeah. Um, so yeah, this is it's uh, it's a challenging role for sure to kind of go uh, from like not stereotypical but archetypal um, alpha toxic male to um, archetypal woman, um, but I love it. It's a good shot. <laughs> Awesome, awesome. Thank you. Paolo, let's hear from you next. Can you just tell us who you are and your background uh, in performance? So, hi everyone. I am Paolo Bartolomei and uh, I'm not Australian. <laughs> I don't know if you can tell. I'm, I'm <laughs> I come from Italy. Uh, I came here in Melbourne uh, four years now. Ago. I studied at the National Theatre and in Italy I've studied theatre as well and I moved actually, I started from dancing and from dance I moved to acting and that's pretty much it. So again, if you, ha how would you describe your role in the show differently from Joey? I mean it's... I think uh, that when, even while we are developing this piece, what I'm trying what I, the way I behave, what I'm doing, my action, is pretty much what um, middle um, chauvinist male would do. Is chauvinist, yeah, 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 yeah. Right? Yeah, yeah. So it's pretty much, I think I, I grew up with a kind of uh, sensitivity. I, so I've always been aware of the kind of, you know, not the bully, but the kind of being male thing. And what I'm doing on, the, on the stage, I feel that is going is pushing a lot of pressure in that direction. Yeah, and coming from the background, like coming from Italy, that is very a sexist, a sexist yep. country a lot. It's very sexist as a country. So it's like looking back to all those little thing and big thing and 
call, call them out, you see, like, that's wrong. That's wrong. So, that was... Yeah, it's like, become what I've always pointed my finger towards. And yeah. Realize what, what, how bad it is. Great, like. great. Awesome. Kev, what about you? So, I'm Kevin. I am very young, 21. Yes, that's right, yeah. <laughs> Think so. um, a yeah, baby. Maybe, yeah, I'm a little baby, a little infant. Um, <laughs> so I'm a Vietnamese Melbourne actor. What else? What else? Uh, yeah, so I actually have not had much years of experience. Like, I'd say the start of my, you know, everlasting journey of this craft started in 2018 when I auditioned for The Nash. Yeah. And that kind of yeah. just like, you know, blossomed into... I guess just adding armor onto you know this this passion of crafting and um you know like I'm so grateful for everything that's you know been handed to me and um yeah like my like I'm very passionate in film in terms of like yep. I guess yep. you know again um yeah yeah but it's... our our listeners don't Kev <laughs> well now they do because um, <laughs> <laughs> you make you make films yeah you make short films. Make short films, yeah. yeah. Got some, yeah. you know. Actually, this, it, you know, ever since lockdown's been, you know, put in place, it's been so much Zoom. Like, not only with, like, you know, us doing our project, but you know, we're working on another piece as well, uh, yeah. feature film. Yeah. So it's um, it's a lot of like, yeah, a lot of zooming, a lot of, a lot of heart, you know. So. And you've you've been the the person in charge of our kind of video teaser trailers as well. Uh, which oh, yeah, yeah, hopefully yeah. those which will be out by now. Yes, so when those people listening to this, if you haven't out. already seen it, get onto our uh, Facebook yeah, page or it. our Instagram. Yeah, uh, and Kev's yeah. Kev, Kev put those together. filmed it and edited it, and it, it did an amazing job. Yeah, We're so excited. We're so lucky to have you just like in our team. It's so good. Oh, thank you. But no, like everyone, you know, putting the effort in a video, so it all goes out to you guys. Um, Kev, how would you like? How would you describe your role in this show? Like, especially for someone, like, how do you describe it to your girlfriend? <laughs> oh, it's, it's it's a big fuck you to you know masculinity. I think toxic yeah. masculinity. Mm. Um, uh, yeah, I guess it's such a big jump, you know, from. Start again, you know what Joey said. You know, starting from a toxic, uh, you know, just exploring this toxic person to you know, not knowing where you are, not like you know, actually being stripped from that, um, yeah. yeah, and being naked, and uh, you know, it's it, it comes down to survival. And um, again, I guess I always picture you know when we talk about like act, you know, like characters and you know what what animal they'd be. Again, like mm. always visualizing a wolf. It is such a wolf pack mentality. And, yeah. Uh, yeah. It is always so interesting when that changes and that gets, you know, that there's a hierarchy in that, and when that you know gets infiltrated, then shit goes down. But yeah, um, <laughs> and there's a hunt as well. Yeah, there's a hunt. Yeah, yeah. there's so much. There's so much war going on between um, this stuff. And again, you know, it's, it's bravado. It's mm. it's a, it's a facade with everyone. Okay, so Connor, tell us about you. Yes, I uh, am Connor Leach. Uh, he him. Uh, I'm a 24-year-old actor and theatre maker based in Melbourne, originally from Brisbane. Uh, and I graduated from the VCA a few years ago in uh, their theatre practice course, uh, which focused on both acting and theatre making. Um, and it's been wonderful to flex sort of both those muscles uh, in this project. Um, and... I think I'm really uh, attracted to work that um, critiques and tries to 
dismantle power structures and mm. sort of establish cultural norms. Um, so, like, this, you know, show is right up my alley and I'm really enjoying every second of it. Um, in terms of my character, I, lo- I, like, I love what Kevin said about survival. Um, mm. And this guy, in order to survive, you know, he, he has some self-awareness about the toxicity of the group. I think, and the the sort of toxic dynamics that do go on, but it's the it's the tension between that, and and the and the need for validation, mm. um, especially you know from uh, characters like Joey's character, the the alpha, um, and that's a, that's a particularly fascinating aspect of toxic masculinity to me. Like, you know, survival and success is is founded on masculine approval. Can we um, just go back a little bit? To what you said, something you said a bit earlier, you talked about um, you're a, an actor and a theatre maker, and so this show is right up your alley. Talk to us about what it is about this show that is that is mixing those two together for you. It's uh, the amount of discovery on the floor that that we've been doing, sort of in order to uh inhabit the world like I, I think um like you and Laura have set up a space where we feel free to make offers and sort yeah. of we come into we come into the room with um with sort of an imaginative framework within within which to explore and and discover mm-hmm. things um so yeah it's in the room there isn't that that hierarchy of you know prescribing blocking and and this is the script and stuff where you know we're doing a lot of a lot of improvisation um Mm. and like in in our etudes where we sort of uh improvised in quite abstract ways um based on uh scripted text or based on a based on a structure um there were so many ideas that we uncovered that we didn't foresee at all and, and so many conversations were stimulated about dynamics of toxic masculinity that that play into norms of gender for men and women awesome awesome because i think i mean we we talk bang on about our own process all the time on these podcasts but um <laughs> it's nice you know it's nice for because we love it and we like this is this is ha- for us this is our best way of making theater but it's really nice to hear it from uh, another person articulate it because we, you know, we speak about it not necessarily very articulately, um, but it's really nice to hear that also an actor actors appreciate that as well because I know some actors, you know, do do prefer to be, have things prescribed, which I totally understand. But it's mm, so yeah. awesome to find actors who are really interested in the theatre making side of it and how do we best tell this story and and uh having their having the confidence um to have their own voice included in that in the work which isn't always the way for sure yeah i I think it's um like it it also just uh as a process lends itself to um sort of investigating how the subject matter relates to your relates to your own life yeah kind of yeah like uh with with my character like he like i've i've definitely felt um you know particularly in in like high school um i've definitely felt uh and resented a need for male validation 
in order in order to find like a sense of belonging. I think this could be a good moment to go off plan and um, ask you guys about a moment that has stood out in the room to you. And it could be in any of the like 18 months or almost two years that we've been working on this now, a, a moment that's really stood out for you. It could be a discussion. It could be um, within the etudes. It could be the research. I don't know. Yeah, 100%. Uh, you know, it, it just um, naturally came to the fact that, you know, I'm not, I'm not hugely close with these, you know, three other guys, but yet there was a moment where, you know, um, where I guess, I think it was after... Yeah, it was after, like, you know, it was a very heavy scene and we all just kind of had to, like, we just had to hug it out. We all just had to literally hug it out. And it just, you know, you know that feeling of, like, feeling, like, of, of you know, the sense of safety? Yeah. I don't know. I, I, I had that when I hugged, you know, the more. Um, and it was strange because, you know, like, not, not, not saying you guys are strangers. No, you guys are, like, yeah, friends. Um, Glad I make the list. <laughs> no worries. No worries, mate. Um, What's your name you again, know, sorry? <laughs> oh, oh, yeah. It was nice. It was very, very nice, you know, and I think, you know, me in general, I think I kind of needed that as well. Just so, Yeah. Yeah. Just a simple show of love. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Yeah. It's so interesting, like, just hearing you say that then, I was like, oh, well, is that the answer then to toxic masculinity? <laughs> We just got to hug things out more. <laughs> maybe, um, but maybe, it's, yeah. it's got to be genuine. Um, yeah, I mean, kind of piggybacking off what Kevin was saying, I think the moment that stick, the moments that stick out for me in the rehearsal room is, it is very much a show where there is this contrast of forces between these moments of absolute toxic brutality and these moments of gentle love mm. and tenderness, like. There's a real, there is a real contrasting force in the room where we switch between the two and uh, playing with that is bizarre and confronting and wonderful. And it really does come back to just having a solid, solid team that you can trust, you know, you can go to that place. Yeah. And because you do have to go to both those ends of the spectrum quite quickly at throughout the day when we're rehearsing, like you're mm. constantly being asked to start at this point and then go right, move right away from that point to a really nasty point and then move right back to a softer point. It's There's so much emotional work to be done with that as an actor and so uh, you do have to have those like really soft safety spaces around you to be able to do that genuinely and and find the truth in that. But to, and to keep yourself safe as an actor. And it's so nice having you and, you and Laura in the space as well, facilitating that as well from the outside. Because it's one thing when it's just having done a lot of devised theatre, and I'm sure you feel this as well, Connor, like when it's, you know, when it's just the four people making the show that are also the producers, also the directors, also the writers, mm. and you're just in it all the time, it can become very volatile very quickly. But to have someone yeah. on the outside observing and facilitating that just makes the process that much easier to come in and out of as well yeah good good that's good mm. <laughs> um paolo has a certain moment stood out to you at all uh yeah i think more than certain there were so many mm. uh 
both now when we were rehearsing a month ago, two yeah. weeks ago, and two years ago. Yeah. Was, uh, and especially, I think the hard, the hard stuff for me is confronting with what I am sometimes because you go so you, you go so dark and you go behind you go like too much too far from you yeah but certain point when you are uh, a certain level you think am I like this as a male you know like as a yourself am I is this me I would I act in this way in that situation yeah like how far and that's very confronting it's so confronting like when you look yourself in the mirror and you say of course I'm, I'm good at pointing my fingers I will never do something like that never because that's so toxic but would you yeah like it's something like and I remember there was maybe it's a silly thing to remember but I do remember that when we were in circle uh, bluestone church yeah and we were reading the silly joke you oh gosh the oh. yeah that the was paper? that was one of those and, moments where Laura and I were like oh god what have we done <laughs> Yeah, they were so. They were so. Just to explain, different joke, very silly. Some of them, they're, they're very. How would you sexist kind of joke? Yeah, sexist and sexist and and I was laughing to some of them so freely. And you know, when we finished and I was home, I, I've been thinking. And still now, I think like, so am I sexist because I was laughing to those jokes? So like, it's been inside my brain so much. And I say, I'm just light that I appreciate that kind of joke, or I do enjoy the joke as a like on the other side of the spectrum. Like, so is a good is um it makes a good point with yourself. Yeah, like a good and it helps you to analyze yourself. Yeah, yeah, as well. Yeah, great. And Connor, have you had a certain moment? <laughs> yeah, um, I also thought about a moment um a year and a half ago when we were developing the thing at the church. Um, we were doing some exploratory exercise um that involved a lot of physical work um uh lots of improv um and then at the end of the exercise i remember katie you asked uh paolo joey and myself um to each say i think three truths about what it is to be a man today Mm -hmm. um and i for the life of me cannot remember what any of us said (laughs) but um i i just remember like the vertical drop i felt in my stomach like in in that moment like it it was such a moment of of um vulnerability and 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 danger um to to confront that and just and just reminded reminded uh reminded me that um that in this world there isn't a lot of space for for men to do that Mm -hmm. um you know um, or a lot, uh, not a lot of willingness um, yeah. to do that. Um, so, uh, yeah, and I, I love that this work investigates that and just, yeah. you know, the, the nonsense and the brutality of, of the power structures that create those emotional currents. So you just mentioned that we were doing a lot of physical work in the room. Talk to us, guys, about how, what, what you have to do as actors to prepare for these roles and what is ex- what you think at this point <laughs> is going to be expected of you doing the show each night <laughs> joey do you want to do you want to start with that oh <laughs> uh, yeah there's some very confronting things we have to do in the show um yeah. i don't know how much to spoil kind of thing but um don't spoil <laughs> okay well yeah there's some very confronting 
subject matter and action within yeah. the show that is acted out. And uh, because we are exploring toxic masculinity and like all four of us as males are aware enough at this point in time of what our masculinity is and are solid in that, but then having to go backwards, go yes. back into that place of toxicity. Like, you know, it takes me straight back to when I was, you know, in high school playing sport kind of thing and being like, oh, there's mm. so much work and effort I've put into like combating this part of me that was in the past or whatever. And now it's, you know, on full display um, and even more powerful than before. Uh, it's very confronting. It's very, mm. very confronting. Mm. Uh, probably more confronting than any other acting role I've ever tackled. Um, yeah. Because a lot of it is so personal as well. And I've worked as a chef, I work as a personal trainer. Like I work in some very masculine spaces mm. and kind of actively try to combat the toxicity within those spaces in day-to-day life. But to then put myself back into those shoes and do those things again, it's this, it's, it's really scary to, to let go of the leash. Yeah. Yeah. Because you're scared where it will take you and what you will find in yourself that has been dwelling there all that time. Yeah, absolutely. And I think it probably doesn't help that, we hadn't got to the end of the show before we locked down. So yeah. what's, what you've been left with is, but in our last rehearsal, we've we've kind of got to the two-thirds of the way yeah, through. We got point. up to the crisis or, or, point and then left you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We left and you I'm in right. crisis. <laughs> You're all terrible people. Goodbye, yes. Greg. Yeah. yeah, you can't leave me like that. You can't, I can't sleep on that now. <laughs> Because we know, and, and I mean, you've read the, the outline of the work, you know where it goes and you know that you will get to a point in the show where you get to, um, you get control of the leash again, but mm. in the room we haven't been able to get there yet. And so I can totally understand that that, that is definitely frightful at this point <laughs> because you haven't felt what it is to go there and then come back. Mm. And it is, in terms of kind of back to the question of, like, what do we do to prepare? Like, there is a lot, like, there needs to be a lot of space around those attitudes and that exploration. Like, there there just has to be space around it for for playfulness, for acknowledgement, for, you know, conversation, that time to, like, decompress a little if if needed. Because we probably Um, spend as much time talking after the etude as you do in the etude. And I think it's helpful for us as well, like to get them out. It's like, oh, this is what happened. That's why, and that's, For sure. yeah, you know, you, you just have yeah. it out. And to hear from the other, to hear from your fellow actors as well, because in the the process that we go through at this point, we, we spend a lot of time in silent etudes. So we're spending a lot, you know, like up to 45 minutes at a time silently improvising to music. We always have sound on in the space and you've always been given, uh, fed sort of different provocations throughout it. Um, but it's silent. So you never get to actually articulate what's happening uh, or uh, whether you're on the same page in those moments. And so it's so important afterwards to be able to articulate through language 
that this is what I was feeling, this is what came out for me, this is what happened for me, and then to have realizations that oh my god, I was feeling this, or I I was totally on the other other spec other end of the spectrum than you in that moment. Or does anyone else have any any other ways that they prepare for rehearsals or the ways yeah. that they're trying to prepare for the show? And what, what your physically. body has to do as well, yeah. Yeah, because it's very, I think it's very hard on our on our body. We work a lot uh, physically. We need to arrive to a point where we take it all out. So, especially during this um, month of lockdown, it's not helpful to build the stamina to get there. But I think everybody, have you been do- doing Joey's plan? Yeah, have you been doing I your training programs? Every day. Really? <laughs> oh, that's. I've been going for runs. Oh my goodness. <laughs> <Have you? laughs> yes. Awesome. I love it. Yeah. Off the record. I'm, liar. <laughs> I, no, I'm not lying. I'm honestly really struggling to like it. To be honest. <laughs> like, I love, I love run. Like when I play social netball, I love running when there's an objective, like running for an intercept. You know, like running when it is for a purpose in a sport, but running in and of itself, I'm like, oh my god, I'm just destroying my knees here. Like, yeah. <laughs> oh, netball does yeah. the work. It's so bad on your knees. Yeah, they're already yeah. destroyed. <laughs> True. Yeah, That's I have no so cuddles left. That's so exciting for me to hear this. I love it. Um, because so you are like you are so physical in this show, and Joey, being a personal trainer, developed an awesome training program, which we started on the final day of rehearsals as a team. I, my body was loved. wrecked. I died for the next like three days. My thighs were like so weak. Like I, I had to like support myself sitting down because my thighs <laughs> hurt so much. <laughs> That's when you know it's working. Thanks, Joey. Yeah, no problem. No problem. Yeah, thanks, Joey. Because <laughs> how do you feel like, like you know, we were doing long Thursdays, so we were doing nine till four on a Thursday, and and so when you get home, like how are you feeling? Do you need? Are you exhausted? Are you, do you need to talk it out with someone? Do you have weird dreams? Um, can you not sleep? <laughs> like, what's going on after those big days? Connor, have you got anything that you do? RuPaul's Drag Race. Well. <laughs> 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 yeah, especially because new episodes of Drag Race come out on Thursday nights now. So, oh, <laughs> so after after rehearsal, I'm just like, I'm sad. For <laughs> no, no. <laughs> no. Um, I it's it's funny. I'm kind of like the opposite in that I I find myself really wired when I yeah. get home, and I always want to talk to my housemates about what we've explored throughout the day. Um, and I I think I think I I do need that time to sort of conversationalize it yeah. um, with people not as familiar with the mm. process sort of thing. Yeah. Um, yeah. And it is, it is also just that reminder of, you know, when we're exploring in the room where, you know, stepping into others' shoes, we're like, you know, imagining ourselves into different circumstances that, that are not our own. Mm. And, you know, we don't have to, we can speak objectively about it. We don't have to, take it home with us yeah yeah um uh but yeah then it, but it is also that thing of in the room being like you know if I were in these circumstances and uh, had had the experiences of these guys I do have the capacity to do these things like that's always the admission yeah you have to make as as an actor that we all have the capacity to do these things. in any role that you play as an actor for sure yeah like yeah. it's that like 
I think like Samford Meisner, old mate, who said nothing human is alien to me. Yeah. Well, I I think he said something like that. Like that's that's the that's the thing you need to confront as an actor. Absolutely. Yeah. And I I think you know especially with this work because we devise. So we have an outline. Laura and I have an outline. We do a lot of work on on what what the content will be or what we're trying to achieve within each section. But we're still asking it, asking you guys to bring it, and it has to come from you. So it's you're you're much less separated from these roles than you would be if you were working with a a really clear piece of like a, a text, uh, a play script. Yeah, Paolo, have you got? What do you do? You go home and sing. To Gigi. Uh, no, I she wish that it. was without COVID. <laughs> <laughs> In a world without COVID, I would see. Uh, <laughs> no, I just... Uh, sometimes, it depends, I think, from the... What did we just do what we yeah. just did in the, yeah. in the room i think sometimes i'm able just to leave it there and i just feel um, uh, um that i'm tired physically yeah sometimes when it's a bit more mental i can get cold and i bring it with me so i just reflect and think yeah stuff. but nothing yeah. there i will still sleep at night don't worry but thanks. oh good <laughs> <laughs> excellent yeah no but yeah you bring it you bring it with you sometimes is a yeah, because as I said before, it's not that I'm, how can I say, yeah, I'm scared, but just mm. to understand and be aware of the kind of behavior. And again, yeah. because it was so close to me back then, was uh, really, it touched me. So some yeah. of them, sometimes it's really thinking, I'm really thinking about it. Joey, have you got a special trick that you do when you, when you leave rehearsals, when you go home? I think the most important thing for me is rather than around rehearsal, it's more just kind of around life, having a, having a healthy lifestyle, physically, mentally, emotionally, spiritually, like that allows me to go to those places and um, without it impeding on my mental state, mm. my, my state of being, um, you know, it, I mean, that's why that's why I do the side hustle I do as a trainer is because that stuff is so, so important to me. It's if I can't be in my best place as my own person, mm. I really struggle to be in my best place as the character or the being or the creature or the baby that I'm being in the space. Brilliant. I love that because I'm constantly banging on about the job actors have to do. Like I'm just in absolute awe of what actors do. And a lot of people just, I mean, majority, the world doesn't understand what actors do. We see the end product and we, we just go, oh, they're famous or, oh, look at that. They've, they've played this great role or they look amazing. But the, the work that goes into it, especially theatre, especially live work, the work that goes into that is so huge and you really do, you have to be uh, so on top of yourself as a person to do that well and to stay to, to stay in the gig as well, to sustain it for, mm. you know, however many years you stay in it, 20, 30, 40 years. It's just such a huge job. I'm always, Laura and I are always so impressed with, you know, we'll give you, six different things to think about on the floor and then go now do it silently go and I'm always like what the hell how do they how do they hold all this in their bodies and and still maintain the truth and the vulnerability it's just it's fucking brilliant so you go the keepers 
<laughs> I think the silent ones are easy. The silent ones, like, you just got to move. The verbal ones, I'm just like, shit, what's Laura going to yeah. write? What dumb shit that I say is Laura going to write down and put in the script? <laughs> it's all <laughs> yeah. in there. The worst ones. Actually, it's always the worst ones. It's great. But yeah, it's gold. It's gold. It's gold. It's That's so a good. good point. So because possibly our audience don't, I mean, I'm sure a lot of our audience don't know exactly how the work is made, but a lot of it, you know, when we do have discussion or when we have, we do verbal attitudes sometimes and Laura writes furiously during this time and also records everything and literally will take verbatim things that the boys have said and then mix it up or take them exactly as they've been said and that goes straight into the script. So pretty much everything that's in the script at the moment, uh, aside from our last little section um, in that T3 area, uh, is from your mouths. <laughs> and mm-hmm. she curates it and, yeah, makes it flow yeah. beautifully. It's awesome. Like when, once you guys are in there and we've given you the direction to kind of play out these characters... And we've given you the situation and we kind of, you know, your objectives, whatever you say is going to be better than what I put in. Like I've never been in a locker room. I don't know what dudes say in locker rooms. Like it's going to be so like, (laughs) so yeah, it's, um, it, you you gotta, you gotta go for the, the improv if you, yeah, if you really want it to sound at all plausible or true. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. So shall we finish up by asking, guys, each of you, what's important to you that you're saying in this show? What is what is important? Or maybe it's what what's what's important for the audience to take away? Yeah, great from the show. Yeah, yeah. I think that I want people, especially men, to take away. Um, that performative wokeness is very easy and needs to stop. Like, you have to be willing to confront how you benefit benefit from this power structure and how you perpetuate it um, and the behaviours that you've learned that are potentially toxic. Like, we have to be, mm. you know, willing to confront ourselves and actually enact change rather than mm. just performing it you know i think for me it's just like there, like there's simply like no room for like any sort of oppression um like you know i can't like i can never say anything unless you know i've been in that person's shoe you know like mm. i know i've you know us men we've you know we're in, like um we're required to explore you know like this whole subject and you know that we're going we're taking part in assimilation of what women go through and it's like even though I'm doing that, I still can I I can never still like grasp the truth of what you know women go through. I can never, yeah. you know, like, no men can ever. So it's just about educating yourselves and just opening yourself to yeah. you know changes. I, I think what Connor said like that way. I wish I could articulate in that way. My so perfect, and I totally agree because that's what uh, I think it is. Um, just like come on, let's stop this behavior. Like let's stop being that way. It's 2021. Like we are going. Uh, we are passing certain points, so just mm-hmm. stop it. It's more be aware and call the problem and solve it. Like let's all go in one direction. You see, this this is what it is for real. This is not on the stage. This is your everyday life. 
So make a point, a dot, like finish, end that kind of behavior. And yeah. Change. Go out and you are changed as a person. You're changed as a male. You're not that person that you were before you saw this show. And not just again, oh, look at that. Is that is yourself. That's a mirror. Mm. You should pursue see yourself there and mm. stop the kind of thing. Something yeah. Like no, no more boys will be boys. <laughs> yeah. I think, I think also it's, it's just like, like it's still you you watch something like you know misrepresented on abc and mm. you and you realize that these power structures exist in you know the highest office of the land <laughs> like mm. <laughs> um like if, if like like it like it's just ferociously topical and mm. people it's easy to think post me too that you know things are things are getting better but there's still change to be done yes yes and joey do you want to add anything First, like, it's that thing. It comes back to that, um, I want men to come away from this more self-aware. And women to come away from this and be able to say, it's not okay. And people that are non-binary identifying as well, being able to come away from this and say, yeah, that really isn't okay. And that leads to that. And this is why kind of thing. Um... Gosh, but yeah, awareness of self and awareness of yourself, not just in the like obvious ways, not just in the like, you know, wolf whistling slap on the ass way, but also in the, um, oh, that's a bit far, isn't it? Way, like those little bits of conversation that leak into the workplace that leak into your chat down at the pub. I was like, oh, it's a bit, it's a bit fucked, isn't it? Like, or like being able to say like, no, actually it's not. Or like, you know, that's fine. Or you need to question that. And just, like, being able to, like, I hopefully people come away from the show and are more confident in themselves to say, like, hey, hold on a second. Like, let's talk about that because what you said is actually, while small, while it may seem insignificant, while it may seem like one piece of plastic in the ocean and compared um, to the rest of it, like, it's still something that needs to be discussed yeah. and acknowledged and talked about. In the same way we discuss and acknowledge and talk about it in the rehearsal space. Mm. Yeah, awesome. Can I just say it's so it's I'm so glad that, that the fundamental crux of this show is that men are on stage exploring this subject matter because even just hearing the four of you and your like you know male voices address these issues it's so refreshing. I feel like every time I hear anyone talk about the subject matter it's a woman. And so just to hear four men talk about it is just like Oh my god! You guys care. You guys like are interested, and your eyes aren't just glazing over until this this subject matter is over. Like yeah. you're passionate about it. Like it's super um, inspiring, and I I hope that's what this play does. It mm. just can get people, give them permission to care, and make them passionate, regardless of what gender they identify as. That's right. Open the space to talk about it. And if, you know, it's like anything. If we see, if we hear men's voices talking about this, it opens up the space for men to talk about this. On that note. (laughs) (laughs) Thank you so much. And audiences will uh, be able to come and experience this work which you you've now heard how much has gone into it and how much these actors are invested in this work and have been for such a long time so tickets are now available you can now buy them we're on go to the fringe website yeah Yeah. first week of october we'll see you there